Hey, it's Mel G, and this week on our little podcast, we've got a lot to talk about. Bush's hand warmer, poached eggs, netball to name but three things. If you like those, then do have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on magic. Uh, There'll be a lot more chat and great songs thrown in for good measure. I will sing her name from the mountaintops. Suri. Suri. Yeah. Hello, Bush. Hey, Mel. How are you doing? I'm good. If you could, would you, like Suri, spell your name, capital B, U, capital S, small h. I love the way she's got a capital letter in the middle of her name. She is cool, man. How would I go about doing that? Do I have to go to, like, a local council? Company's house. Company's house and change my name. I don't know. what. Are you a company? Uh, No. You're not Bush Inc, are you? I'm not Bush Inc, no. No. Bush Limited? No. Listen, let's have a think about all those people that have done sort of things with their names. Yeah. I'm thinking, what was his name? P- Puff, Puff Diddy Coombs. What was his name? <laughs> Puff Diddy Coombs. What, what was he? He, did, he was Puff and then Puff Daddy, then he was Puff Diddy, then yeah. he was Mr Coombs, Sean Coombs, Puffy Sean. Yeah, and he kind of released this kind of email, circular email, telling everyone he just changed his name and you have yes. to call him that from now on. And suddenly Prince... Yeah. Who we adore. Love that guy. We adore. Mm-hmm. Suddenly became the symbol, yep. which was sort of like the uh, feminine symbol, but it had a sort of slightly gothic quirk at the bottom. Yes. Didn't it? And a sort of arrow somewhere. Uh huh. He suddenly became that, and then we all had to call him that, although we couldn't call him that because how do you pronounce that? And people had to resort to the artist formerly known as Prince. So good. It sounded like someone off Crime Watch, didn't it? Yeah. And, and the, you know, in terms of football, there was a footballer called Andy Cole. Right, he used to play for Newcastle. Oh, yeah. And Man United. And then one day he decided that Andy was a bit too informal and he wanted to be known as Andrew. And then suddenly all the football commentators and writers had to call him Andrew Cole. At all times. All, it's so weird, it's like me going from Andy to suddenly being Andrew. How do you get that information out into the public domain? I really like this. I think you've got to start. I think we should start a campaign right here and now, Bush, that you are now called Bush with a capital S. Yes, or maybe the S could be a dollar sign, like a rapper. That's very strong. Well, what about Cheryl Cole? We talked about Andy Cole. Yeah. Cheryl Cole has been many things. <laughs> yes. What do we call her now? I think she's just Cheryl. I don't know where we are at with her. She's she's had more name changes than I've yeah. had a hot breakfast. Fair play to her. Yeah. Now I think she's just Cheryl. Is that where, she, where she's at at the moment? Yeah. Today, just for today, in honour of Surrey winning that... You know, heavy crown, yeah. which is representing the UK at Eurovision 2018 in Lisbon. Ooh. Just for today, I'm going to call you Bush. I love that. With a capital S in honour of Surrey, who has a capital R in the middle of her name. So she's going to be representing us in the Eurovision Song Contest. Lisbon 2018. 2018. Mate. Now, we've been terrible for ages. You're quite the aficionado mm. on Eurovision, mm. Mel. Do you think we're in with a chance of winning this one? I'm going to say here and now, I've, I've got a very, very good feeling about this. Now, is it true in Eurovision, if you win, you then have to host it? Exactly. Where Have we got the infrastructure to put, put on that show? Hell yeah. Where would we have our Eurovision from, if, per chance, we were going to win it? Just choose. I mean, choose from Cardiff, yeah. the amazing arena in Cardiff, uh, Birmingham, Manchester, London. Are you talking about the Brighton Dome? Oh, well, you see, that's where ABBA won in 1974. Oh, it's almost like it's made in history for this moment. Yeah, I was on that stage earlier in the week. It felt really (laughs) extraordinary, actually, to think that ABBA won on that very stage. They could have been in 
one of the dressing rooms that we were in. It was just, it is an amazing place, the Brighton Dome. And it was, the vibe was incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. It was like the best party that you sort of imagine you might go to. Do you know what I mean? That's what I love about Eurovision, right? Whether you like the the songs or not, it always looks like everyone's having a cracking time in there, don't they? And we played in Waterloo, of course, you know, we couldn't not. And everyone was singing. It was just, oh, it was really moving. I would love to be involved, right, in terms of the Eurovision Song Contest. Again, I can't sing. I'm not very good at playing an instrument. I just want to be involved in those little cutscenes which tell people a little bit about the area. Oh, the postcards. Oh, I love those things. Bush, you would love Eurovision. It's like the World Cup, but with more contouring <laughs> it is that is exactly what it is best description ever it's it's no it's 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 very strong Ooh, that was the sound of the pod canister being thrown lightly across the studio good throw mel it was almost like the super bowl watching you throw that then for a second thanks me what was your go-to sport at school netball that you you could tell. Yeah, you got captain, a good you. captain. What position were you? Wing attack slash centre. I, I, I say I was captain. I was captain for one term. Emma Neal. Oh, oh, what's that? What's I don't like the sound of her. Know. She was actually really nice. She was really tall. She was about five foot eleven. Wow. So she came in and um, I was given the old, and she went in as centre. Centre's a great position, but you've got to be very fit for centre because you can go up to both goal areas. And so it's a quite a large part of the court that you have to cover. Are you bored yet, Bush? No, no, no. I just find, I find netball very fascinating because you, you're not allowed to move when you've got the ball, which runs counter to every other kind of sport. Really. It's incredible. Do you know what? I took my girls to see England play at Wembley Ooh. netball. It was brilliant. Are we any good? We're really, really good. Oh, and good. since 2012... I think I'm right in saying interest in netball has gone sky high. And is it tiring? Is it tiring doing netball? Yeah, snackering. Is it? I've never yeah. had a go at it. At what position are you in footy? Because I'm we know you love footy. Midfield, playing what the middle. That? Oh, so you have to run a lot? Yeah. Is that like sprinty, sprinty, or is it joggy, joggy? Sometimes I do sprinty, sprinty. Sometimes I slow down, do joggy, joggy. Then I stop just to keep people on their toes. But you can do anything, do all speeds. Oh, you looked a bit smug then. Yeah. Are you a half? Again, that's quite personal. <laughs> I. Uh, a half or what? I've forgotten the positions in football. Are you centre half? No. That's that's at the back. No, oh. midfield, central midfield. Is that the? Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's a bit of a mouthful. I play central midfield. Oh yeah. Well, what about the netball positions? You got what's the one in front of the goal called? The goal net- attack. Oh, goalkeeper. Goalkeeper. You got yeah. goal attack. Having a go at them. Yeah, goal shooter also. Doesn't the goal attack get all the credit then? No one else can mm. score, can they? No goal shooter as well. Goal shooter can score, but goal shooter is sort of almost trapped within the goal area. They can't leave the semicircle. The goal attack, however, my friend, can go up to the central line. Wow, so it seems like best of both worlds. Goal attack is a great position. I was never a good enough shooter to to take that mantle. And who's the one stuck at the back then? Goal defence. Goal defence and goalkeeper. Quite boring. Yeah, it's quite boring. Goalkeeper's terribly boring. They're they're, they're valid. They're completely needed. Necessities. Yeah. But when you're playing in the midfield half... No, midfield. Yeah. Does that mean you can shoot? Yeah. You can run where you want on a football pitch. Anywhere you like. Really? Yeah. I suppose you can. Oh, do you remember that goal? Higita, the Colombian goalie, Yeah. scored a goal. He he scored a goal. He came out of his goal, went right up and scored a goal. When was that? Was that the one? Wasn't there one that he did a save where he did a thing called the scorpion where he flipped his back leg? Of course he did. And hit the ball with his heels. He had massive um, King Charles hair. Yeah, he, he looked like uh, Louis the Sixteenth with yeah. this big regal load of hair. Yeah. 
So yeah, well, good impeccable football knowledge Thanks there. Very much. Right? I just wanted to throw that in as a little bit of a thing. I think of it, Preston. Mel G on Magic, it is Saturday afternoon. I'm wondering uh, how many people uh, in the last week had to get out their sledge. Yeah, it's been freezing cold, hasn't it? Yeah, man. I was with a friend uh, outside Brighton earlier in the week, woke up in the morning and uh, it was amazing, all the rooftops covered in snow. Do you want, Mel? I've never been on a sledge. Never Uh, sledged in my life. Hang on. Bushy? What? How? I, I grew up in the tropical climate of uh, Devon. South Devon, near the English Riviera. We've got palm trees and stuff, but I don't know the boast about it. Uh, I've did never it, been on a sledge. Did it ever snow down there? It snowed once on Valentine's Day, and I remember that. And that was it. Could you not use a tray or something? We used to go on trays back in the day. Did you? Little, yeah, little, little baking trays. tray. Yeah. Very dangerous. Seems very dangerous. Quite dangerous. Quite dangerous. Yeah. Or you rip open a bean bag. That is great. Rip open a bean bag. Sorry, not a bean bag. A bin bag. That's <laughs> <laughs> where all you go with that. I was like, that is crazy. Ripping open a bean bag would be confusing because it would be like fake snow. I was thinking strange place, Leatherhead. Very, very strange place. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, this always reminds me of a snowscape this bit of music. Anyway, it is time, of course, for Ledger of Legends. It's the time, it's the special time in the show where we like to highlight, to make much of something which normally people just sort of ignore. Elevate the little things in life. Uh, Like the pleasures of going down a hill in a beanbag on a snowy day. (laughs) Now, listen up. This week, my friend, I would like very, very much, if it's all right with you, I've had a big think about this, With this cold snap that we've had in the week, do you know what I've really, really loved? And I've had one every single day. Could be bad for my cholesterol, but I don't really care. Ooh, what is it? Poached egg, mate. Wow. The king of eggs. That is so weird. I've had two poached eggs this week. Stop it. Quite uncommon. I don't normally have them, but for some reason it just seems right. Why? I don't know. It's the weather. It's comfort. And I also like the fact that by boiling the eggs a little bit, you kind of make the kitchen nice and warm. Oh, do you know what I do as well? I saw it on a cookery show. Uh, Boil up your water, then put a little dash of vinegar. Oh, really? Not poncy vinegar. It's just like your normal bog standard vinegar. Run of the mill vinegar. Run of the mill. And it Sort of helps with the shape, I think. I love the magic, uh, the alchemy oh. that goes into Everyone's got their own little take yeah. on best way of doing a poached egg. Yeah, do you have a little pouch? <laughs> That's a little bit personal, Mel. Do you have a little poached egg pouch? I would answer that, but it'd be an HR incident. Uh, I don't, I've seen them in the shop. I don't want one, I'm not interested. I like just going freestyle. Yeah. Break it into the pan. Oh, Bush, I can't wait to see what you draw in the ledger of legs. Very excited about this. Passing the ledge over now to Bush, and uh, we shall see what he comes up with. Uh, Hello, sailor. (laughs) Oh, yes, it's time for Bush's Red Letter Day. That's scanned, good. Bush, what day is it, Bush? (laughs) That was strong, gang. That works. No one else thought so, but I did. I like it. Uh, Bushy, now come on, we know it's Feb the 10th, that's a given. We've all seen our calendars, but what day actually is it? Can you believe it? It's World Umbrella Day today. A day dedicated to umbrellas. That's nice. I've got three amazing facts about umbrellas for you. You're going to love these. Come on. Fact number one. Yeah. Uh, you can thank the sun for the word umbrella. While mm-hmm. people today associate umbrellas with rain, the roots of the word have to do with shade from the sun. Umbrella stems from the Latin umbra, which means shade, shade. or shadow. Umbrella. Oh. 
Did you know that from before with your Latin training, Mel? No, but as you were saying it, I was thinking, hmm, Latin. Mm, All makes umbra. sense. Very strong. Fact number two, historical yeah. excavations suggest that the Chinese were the first to create a collapsible fabric dome around the year 21 AD. Oh, my I love days. a good old-fashioned fact. They, they are, that's incredible, isn't, isn't that it? A collapsible umbrella in 21 AD. That- that's mad. So good. It's like the Flintstones. So good. Final fact. Come on. One city in China produces a large chunk of the world's umbrellas. Zhongzhai has been described as the umbrella capital of the world. Oh, wow. Uh, according to local estimates, half a billion umbrellas created there every year. That's absolutely marvellous. Half you know, a billion umbrellas? Half a bill. That's Whoa. amazing. I love... I've seen in China, they um, have these brilliant umbrellas that you have a sort of an elasticated bit on the bottom of them, and then you sit them on your head so they become like an umbrella hat. I, I would love one of those. I can see you with one, Bush. Do you reckon I'd love to get on the tube with an umbrella hat yeah. that's strapped around the top of my forehead? Would it be bad luck, though, if you went in an internal place? That's a good point, because I am very superstitious. Don't I don't like new are. shoes on the table, crossing on the stairs, that no. kind of stuff. Oh, not crossing on the stairs? You can't cross on the stairs. What does that mean? Bad luck. I do it the whole time. Can't do it. You do stop. you never do? So you stop and wait? I stop. If I, if here at work at Magic Towers, I'll wait on the landing for someone to go past me, which isn't classed as crossing on the okay, stairs. Okay, so landing's okay. On. Landing's I, fine. Do you know, I didn't even know that. So there you go. Oh, that's why I would definitely be out for the umbrella hat. Because he'd be opening it indoors. God. Just imagine the bad luck. Bush, how's your week been? Mel, my week has been cold. <gasps> Hasn't it been cold? Cold snap. It, and we talked about this earlier on the first hour of the show. Yeah. I feel like I'm feeling the cold more than I've ever felt the cold. Mm. Even someone when my hands hurt. Yeah. You know, cold, handy hurt. Yeah. Oh, it's horrid. It's a sort of hot. It's almost hot. It's so cold. Burning hot, Isn't cold, hot, sore hands. Hotty, handy, coldy. Hotty, handy, coldy. It's the worst type of handy, coldy. And you know what I did? I bought myself a hand warmer. Oh, bush. I know. Oh. Two things have happened this week that have made me feel oh. quite old, right? First of all, I bought a hand warmer, which is like a Zippo lighter yeah. that you, you put fuel in. And then you light the end of it, close the top like a big Zippo, put it in like a, in a felt bag. That's so a in, camping gas, mate. Are you sure? You, what are you doing? It, it's a little, a little bit like a camping thing. You put it back in a velvet bag, like a bag that you might drop coins in if you were in medieval times. Yeah. And then it stays warm in your pocket to keep my hands warm. Oh, Bush, that's very middle-aged. It is, isn't it? And the day after <laughs> I bought it, right, the day after I bought my hand warmer, I got a text from our local doctor's surgery asking me if I wanted to come in for an NHS health checkup. Is this some kind of age thing? Now, let's discuss. But you're still doing your yoga in your special tights. I I haven't done yoga for a little while. Well, my friend. Is that what it is? Maybe your circulation needs a little bit of a boost. (laughs) I know, but that makes me feel quite old. That that makes me feel sad, Mel. Now, you are an lean man. There's not a lot of, you know, extraneous luggage on board your personage. No, that is true. in, In terms of flesh. Okay. So, that might be a reason why. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you lose weight, you get colder. Have you lost weight? I don't feel I have lost weight. No. Mm. I Maybe feel like you're doctor. <laughs> yeah, going through this little, little checklist. Do you think I need to wear mm. long johns? So my other half, uh, who's very, very tall, uh, wears long johns in winter permanently. Does he? I have wow. a strange relationship with these long johns. There's a, <laughs> there's a sort of... They're very old, his long johns. Right. So there's a sort of slight kind of freestyling pouch action going on. Like a hanging kind of hanging. low... Swag bag. Swag bag thing going on. Which I'm not that enamoured of. Okay. And has he got... They button up at the front? Is it like yeah. a button up? 
It's like being in an episode of Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Do you know, Par Ingalls always used to wear them. Yeah. Like that. The bottom of the trouser is good because it becomes a sort of cuff, which I quite like. Yeah. Quite trendy. Mm -hmm. What sort of long johns are you thinking of? Well, the ones that your other half has got. They're the exact type I'm after. Does he wear them in the day or is it just the bed? Day. He wears them in the day underneath his normal clothes. Yeah. Because I've heard from builders before who sometimes wear women's tights under their jeans to keep them warm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that either. Candy Staten would approve. We all approve of that. If it's right by Candy, it's right by me. Yeah. So I just want to keep warm. But, mate, it's quite warm here in Magic Mansions. That's what, what I was happening. Would you take them off on arrival? <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't want to try and get my... Imagine getting caught in the loose here, you know, and we talk about the lavatories here at Magic Lots, quite a bit. a lot. Imagine that noise going on, you're trying to virtually get undressed. It's, yeah. not, it's not good, is it? Yeah. It's not a good look. How about layering from on top, i.e. an extra coat? Or a jumper. Well, you see, I worry about being getting too hot too quickly mm. and being, you know, a little bit like that kid at school that used to pass out in school assembly oh, all the time. Oh, yes. Everyone too, had too one. Hot. Everyone had one kid yeah. that passed out at every school assembly. Nicky Gorton, yeah. Christopher Sherborne. Yeah. Three or four steps into the centre aisle of a church service and then face down, yeah. dragged out by a dinner lady. <laughs> <laughs> you see him oh. later on having his shorts re-sewn or something. <laughs> Um, so I don't want to be like that. So it's a very precarious situation, Mel. Maybe, where, I'll, maybe I'll give Long John's a try. Where do you go to get them? You probably have to go to some sort of army surplus store, don't you? That's a very good point. I don't even know where you would get Long I John's. Think, I, think, um, I think army surplus, mate. Could you ask your other half to a good him. word for me? I'll ask him. We'll yeah. find out. Thank you. Okay, we're saying yes to the Long John's. We've yeah, made yeah. a good decision. Good. Righty-ho, my friends. Uh, okay, here we have a good... Oh, I like that. Clickety-clicks. Clickety-click. Clickety-clicks. Now, oh, I love this type of chat. What is the most suitable way to organise a wardrobe? Colour, category, occasion. Wow. Oh, oh, I love that. There's a collection of questions I would never possibly contemplate normally. Now, Book, um, we know uh, on on our podcast, on our show, that you have... It's 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 a characterful wardrobe, isn't it? Yeah. It's a lot of there's a lot of things in there. Are you referring to those trousers from the other week again? I actually put them in the bin. I I put them in the bin. They're oh, gone. The jodpers. Yeah. The cheap jodpers. It's when my fiance turned around to me and said, "Why are you wearing that? What are you wearing?" And I got back from the show. Was she quite aggressive? She just said, "What are you wearing? What are you wearing? Why are you wearing those?" Mate, they were an eight-pound jodper. <laughs> they were shiny because they were so cheap. Yeah. But anyway, they're, let's, they're gone, let's, let's gloss over. Let's gloss over. History. Let's gloss over. Yeah. I want to imagine the wardrobe, which I'm thinking is a slightly lax affair. No offence, <laughs> but I'm not imagining a great deal of categorisation going on in there. How in any way not offensive can that be the phrase, <laughs> a, a lax affair for my entire wardrobe of everything I own and wear? Oh, I'm so sorry, but no, I just suddenly thought it might be a bit messy. Are there things all over the place? No, it's a little bit messy. Okay. I've got a problem with people who hang... Why would you hang trousers so I don't hang trousers? Whoa. You just fold them up. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Fold I'll, them up. I'll, yeah, I'll accept that. That's okay. Uh, do you fold your jerseys or do you hang them? Uh, I fold them up as well. Okay. What uh, do you hang? Shirts? A couple of shirts. Yeah. But I, I'm quite bad with shirts. I'll wear a shirt and then I, I really can't be bothered to iron it ever again. So mm. it just stays... Mm. washed and creased and hung up. Mm. So I've got loads of shirts I've only worn once because I can't be bothered to iron them. Ooh. I'm so bad at ironing. I've tried paying people to iron them. Oh, I love ironing. Do you? Oh, it. man, it's I have to bring them in in a bin bag. Oh, do, honestly. We could have a 
We could have a show where we just iron. Iron and chat. Can we do that? It'd be like school, you know the Sunday be night before so... school? Yes. Ironing with the big light on in oh, the lounge. I find, it, I find it so... <laughs> Songs of praise on in the background. <laughs> Making sure I've done my homework. Again, I just... love it's so what, comforting. How do you have your wardrobe? If your wardrobe is the pinnacle of organisation, the melt. Listen, you go with this question here. No, I'm not putting my I'm not putting myself up as the big, you know, the big wardrobe I am. But what I'm saying is there is a little bit of management going on in there. So, par example, yeah, go on. I have a little area where which I like to call show clothes. Oh my word! There's a little bit of encrusted jewel kind of going on. There's a show little clothes. bit of showbiz. Yeah, a yeah. little bit of feather. Little bit of that sort of thing. Yeah. Then I have uh, jumpers. Right. Not colour coded, but they are in one section. Folded up or ha- hanging. hanging? Do you fold anything, or is it all hanging? I like. I, I have certain jumpers, my camping jumpers, that I will fold. <laughs> I've got a section of camping jumpers, lads. Camping jumpers. Yeah. I don't judge. That's that. I'm afraid that's the way I roll. And in your uh, husband's wardrobe, it's just his long johns. That's pretty oh, much it's it. Very military. Just some really long trousers. Just it, really long. Yeah, it's very, very military. His sock uh, section is extraordinary. In what way? He does the sock trick. What's that? It's uh, I can't even explain. It's like the origami of the sock. It's like fold, 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 twist, bifold, back on itself, in on itself. Oh, so they're like a little tiny ball. Tiny balls. <laughs> <laughs> right, stand by your bed, shoulders back. Have you polished up your boots? Are you ready for inspection? It's uh, time for tell Mel. You can ask me anything, but don't expect a nice reply. Hi, Mel, it's Suzanne here. Um, there's a woman in my office who always brings me a cup of tea, but it is absolutely the worst tea ever. But I don't have it in me to tell her it's disgusting, so I just pour it away whenever she's not looking. Am I a bad person? Suzanne, I rather liked you at the beginning of your chat. I thought, hmm, I'm on her side. I don't like a weak cup of tea either. But then I started to slightly, I don't know, I moved away from you, Suzanne. Tip it away, pour it away, weak. What you have to do, my friend, is drink it in front of the person that made it for you and then spit it out. I'm very, very, very sharp on my tea. It has to be a porcelain mug at all times, and it has to be strong. Strong enough to stand up a spoon in it, Suzanne. That's all I'll take, just in case we ever meet. Next. Hi, Mel, it's Katie. I accidentally let one rip in my yoga class the other day, and people definitely noticed. Is it time to find a new yoga class? Katie, I salute you. Absolutely salute you. I would like to bring you into the order of Guffington. Katie, I give you the Medal of Guff. Well done. Keep it up. Next, please. Hey, Mel. It's James. Every year, my mum sends me a Valentine's card in the post. I never thought there was a problem with this, but my friends think it's very strange. What do you reckon? James, so much to say on this subject. (sighs) You've made me sad, James. Is that the only card you get? I think it probably is. James, come on. Straighten up. Straighten up. If you get another card from your mother, send it directly back. Don't even bother to put a stamp on it. Just do change of address and send it right back. That'll give the message loud and clear. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Hear more stuff and nonsense like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. The Mel Gedroich Podcast. Show. The Mel Gedroich Podcast.